everyone, welcome back to the Cinema Gems, and as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us, yes? Video stores still exist. And of course, I have the very honorable Tesla sitting right next to me, and the very... Oh... Fantastic Miss Freddy's asleep. Oh, she's awake now. She's awake. She was snoring. She was snoring. And of course, that snickering you hear... Of the snickering you hear in the background is, of course, the very illustrious Bud Meister himself! Y'all know who it is. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. Uh, I mean, unless, of course, this snickering is your first time. Unless, of course, this is your first time on Cinema Gems, in which case, welcome! Hi! Uh, we'd love to know how you found out about us. Uh, but until then, hi, we're Cinema Gems. We're another podcast that mostly talks about movies. Sometimes cinema-adjacent things like TV shows and video games. And this week, uh, we're taking a break from weeks and weeks and weeks worth of movies. You know, the thing that is the title of our so show, Cinema Gems. Um, we're doing... I mean, technically, cinema could be... A TV show could be played in the cinema. I know, that's why I like to say cinema-adjacent things, because they are cinematic. Okay. And this show, especially, is incredibly cinematic as an extension of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it acts like a movie in multiple parts. It's not like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where it's a Marvel-adjacent uh. show on a much lower budget that never really connects to the greater MCU, but is telling a completely detached story that really doesn't matter, because there was a whole bunch of CEO bullshit going on at the time, but there are other YouTube channels you can go and visit that really get into that. We're not doing that. We're talking about Falcon of the Winter Soldier, y'all. <laughs> yes. It's exactly what we're doing. We're, we're still super hyped from this show because, oh my god. like Marvel and Disney Plus are really kind of spoiling us right now because I, I feel like less than a month ago we just got... Uh, Scarlet Witch, we, we got WandaVision, and uh, that was a ride in and of itself, and then literally less than a month later, they turn around and give us this on the same day every week. Uh, and honestly, going from... Which I prefer this to... Uh, I prefer this to... Uh... To WandaVision? Yes. Okay, cool. That, that actually answers my question then, because I was going to ask... Our listeners, uh, if y'all had a preference, if y'all were kind of leaning, not just in delivery, but in terms of style of uh, WandaVision or Cap uh, Falcon of the Winter Soldier, because stylistically, they are heads and tails. They are apples and oranges. They are completely different. They exist within the same world. Steak and lobster. Steak and lobster, absolutely. They, they exist within the same world, but they are completely different in how they're delivered to us. Um, this show is all about the slow burn, and it is all about meticulous character development in terms of dialogue. Like, I don't think I've seen uh, dialogue-heavy character development this good since... Shit, I mean, like, it feels like a Kevin Smith movie or a Quentin Tarantino movie. You just get everything delivered to you in such a concise way. Uh, let's get into this. I'm ready if you are, Admiral. Alright. So, let's start off with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Episode so, 1, New World Order. Oh god, Illuminati confirmed. Um, so, 
with that one, we have it's six months after the blip. Um, uh, By so the way, I, think I should mention uh, to people who might be new to this show and don't quite know how we do things, we are going to be spoiler heavy. We are going to be talking about the spoilers of the show. We're talking about this as if you've already seen it. So if you haven't, go watch it first, then come join us. Cool. Sorry, had to get that okay. disclaimer out there. I mean, I was going to, the the further we got into the episodes, I was going to be like, all right, so this is, so just be very wary about everything, spoilers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so New World Order. So six months after the blip, so I believe four or five months after WandaVision, exactly? Correct. Um, I, I believe that lines up. And, uh, then we get, uh, we get, we get good old Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Yep. The Falcon. Going and bite, uh, going and fight Batrock the Leaper again. Yes, played once again by former UFC champion George Saint Pierre. See, I just think of him as John Cena because that's what he looks like. No, no, no. He, he is. Like... He, this is not John Cena. This is the amazing. Like back when I was in high school, and I kind of, sorta, not really followed some UFC fighters. This was one of the guys that I followed. This and he's was... really French. He's, he's French-Canadian. Oh, okay. He's French-Canadian, and he was an incredible fighter. And then when they cast him in uh, the first Winter Soldier movie as Batroc and had him fight Steve Rogers, I was so hyped up on that because that was a great fight. And holy shit, the idea of having actual like real-life martial arts fighters come in and play these fight-heavy villains is brilliant to me. Uh, so having him come back and fight Falcon this time is even cooler. Um, so, <clears throat> so Batroc uh, and a terrorist group, uh, LAF, uh, hijack a plane over uh, Tus Tus Tun Tun Tus not Tuscany, Tanzania, Tanzania. That's a, so um, a, a vaguely Middle Eastern country, the name of which doesn't really matter so much because this is the Marvel verse, and they have tons of fictional countries. Right. Um, so apparently Torres, who is helping uh, Falcon uh, find Batroc the Leaper, um, you know he's he find, he helps him find him. He takes Batroc the Leaper out. Uh, the he, I think he takes the uh, the hostages. Uh, helicopter explodes, Beldruck falls out, but they all do it within the borders of the country, so they're completely legal to do this. Um, right. And then uh, they go back to one of the Smithsonian's, I believe it's the um, American History Museum, that or the Air and Space. That, or that the Air and Space. Yeah, either of those would make perfect sense yeah. to have the uh, Captain America exhibit. I have to go back and watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier to see which Smithsonian it is that he goes to because they don't specify in this particular one, but it's the same exact, um, it's the same exact uh, yeah. area, the Captain America exhibit that it is. But that's besides the point. So he goes and him and Rhodey kind of get you know a one on one conversation, um, and then he hands over the shield, and you see him longing and looking at it like, like man. One of, one of my best friends gave me that, and I'm just going to give it up. And he feel on the inside, he yeah. feels genuinely upset this, this whole, oh, and not ready to take the mantle. That's how he feels. 
And his speech is really beautiful in this. I don't know how you feel about it in the opening sequence. Oh, the first it's, episode. it's incredible. It's it, every moment that he has with, uh, I almost called him Iron Patriot with Rhodey, um, yeah. is incredible and heart to heart. And it sets the tone for the series perfectly in terms of the kind of character development we're going to get. It's going to take place through a lot of heart to heart kind of hard conversations mm-hmm. you know deep conversations between characters mm-hmm. uh and then uh we get the we get a terrorist group the flag smashers uh that believe that life was better during the blip uh because they were able to get away with a lot more stuff uh and torres is apparently very knowledgeable about the flag smashers i thought he was a flag the secret flag smasher that I thought a... so at first. My first instinct was not to trust this character because he seemed mm. to get into that group a little bit too easy. Uh, yeah. But then he got beat up by them, and I was like, yeah. okay, maybe he's chill. It could have been all a ploy. You don't know. Uh, so, you know, so Torres sees uh, one of the superhuman strengths, and he it, they rob a bank in Switzerland, and he's taking, uh, like, I guess, technically body cam footage that he puts yeah. his camera on in his jacket. Um, and then he, you know, he sends, he sends Sam this and Sam's like, oh shit. But also apparently, um, not only was Sam, uh, blipped, but his, I believe his family was as well. Is that, was his sister blipped or no? I could be wrong, but I think they said in the show that the sister and the boys were not blipped, but, uh, pretty much everyone else in the immediate family was so they had to just kind of do on their own for all those five years okay. uh, without the rest of the family including sam who yeah. did get flipped. uh okay uh and then they did the uh they uh they have a boat and then delacroix louisiana aka mm-hmm. saint bernard de parish oh yeah it's out um, of parish uh which i was kind of like okay that that's way out that's way out okay. there in saint bernard uh, and, uh, and then while he's talking to his sister about, you know, their financial woes and their financial problems and trying to get a, um, a loan from the bank, which doesn't go over very well, um, we get to see the new Captain America, a.k.a. John Walker. Uh, so before we got his name in the show, uh, when all we had to go off of was this first shot of him coming down the stairs in the new suit... Uh, I, I was just calling him Carl for the longest time because he looks like, in that shot, he looks like Carl from Up. He's just got that big nose and kind of disgruntled cheeks. Uh, he, he just looks like Carl from fucking, from Pixar's Up. Uh, Alright, Reddit. <laughs> forgive me, I didn't see anything about this on Reddit, personally. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I do. I just peruse Reddit like 90% of my day. Uh, meanwhile, I'm over here making characters in Hero Forge uh, that I'll the- probably never get to play. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, Wyatt Russell. We're both, we're both sad in our immediate doom that we're placing ourselves in. It's okay. <laughs> we're both sad. Uh, we can be uh, sad together. That's why we do this podcast. Is is this literally do this spot? Is that the new tagline for the show? Come be sad with us. We'll wallow in our sadness together. 
<laughs> That's the tagline. Um, I have been uh, told and by then, a few people who watch the show that certain parts of the show are kind of therapeutic to listen to, so I do appreciate watch. To be. You mean theater of the mind? I listen? said listen to. I said oh, I listen said, to. I thought you said watch. I said Sorry. listen to, Admiral. Excuse you. But yeah, uh, I guess White I need Russell to clean the earwax out John of my Walker. ears. Look, nothing but props to this actor. It okay. takes a great actor to get an entire audience to hate a character so much that you forget that it's an actor. Uh, yeah, he got played, so many fucking death threats. Yeah, the kid who played Joffrey did it. Fucking Joaquin Phoenix did it in Gladiator. This guy did it as John Walker, as... Uh, crapped in America, as I started calling him for the first half right, of the season. So, so, so Wyatt Russell is an amazing actor who Incredible. is the son, who is the son of an even greater actor, uh, and Kurt Russell, obviously, for people who don't know. Um, oh shit, he is! I had no idea. You didn't know that was Kurt Russell's kid. I had no idea this is Kurt Russell's kid, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. Um. And uh, he's done. He did Lodge Forty Seven, which is a really good series on FX. You should watch. Um, yeah, it I'm got canceled. Thing within within like the the filmography, his thing. You're looking at his filmography or his yes. thing? Yes, his filmography. Which is, okay, uh, I thought you were looking at his did. thing. Oh, excuse me, an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, he's the oh, one I do that, uh, that he's the playtest. Yep. He's the playtester. Okay, cool. I have seen him in other shit. He's. Yeah, this is a solid actor. And yeah. he did a phenomenal He's job good. in this show. Um, that being said, I fucking hate this character. God, I hate this mm-hmm. character so much. Not because, so, uh, so first yeah. we get... Oh. Go ahead. All you. Oh, okay, I was just going to uh, start the episode. Uh, but you had something else to say? We're, we're already... In the episode, no, we're, I'm, okay. I'm I'm good. I was just gonna rant about how much I hate John Walker in this show. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna save Let that it. for the last episode where they unfairly redeem him. Okay, uh, so basically, uh, Good Morning America happens in his own high school uh, football field, and he's like Captain America. That's me. Uh, they already have action figures made. Like it's really weird. Uh, you know, like, and he, you know, and he he says that he desires to live up to Steve Rogers' mantle. It's like, um, okay. It's, it all, it's all really heavy-handed. Like, it's the government being like, hey, Captain America's here. He's right here. Don't look at that old man that we don't know where he is. Look at this guy right here. It's Captain America. Um, the, the whole thing, the whole situation with John Walker becoming Captain America just has the same stench as a video game that gets released way too early. You know what I mean? It's got that same stench. It's got that same stench of just corporate greed and not caring whether the person you're telling to go out into the public is ready for it or not. Just, no, go. We need you now. We need to make money off of you now. Go. So it's a cyber... This is the Cyberpunk 2077 of the MCU? Yes. Character? I was going to use Destiny, but you're right. Cyberpunk is a better example right now. Or Absolutely. Destiny. Absolutely. Like Desti- yeah. Destiny made me stop playing uh, like Bungie games. 
that. <laughs> yeah, same. I have a whole story about my experience with Destiny and, and uh, how my friend bought me Destiny 2 and I played it for 10 minutes and went, nope. Yep. So that's yeah. uh, I didn't even I didn't even buy Destiny two. I was just looking at Destiny. And I was like, oh, there's a second one. No, I'm good. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. But yeah, it's got um, that same stench of this was not ready to go out, but we're gonna push it out anyway. Um, uh, by the way, I've been sniffing every time you say stench. I've been like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so with the whole theater of the mind thing. So basically, um, uh, uh, Bucky Barnes and. Uh, Sam, going on a little adventure together uh, to go and discuss what what happened and why they did why did Sam give up the shield, and also to go check out the leader the lead of the Flag Smashers. Forgive uh, me, I think you're you're skipping around a little bit because while we're still in episode one, um, uh, Bucky has his own little side adventure before he gets to join everyone else. We see a flashback of him being the Winter Soldier on an assassination mission where he takes out just an innocent bystander because they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And then he meets this very nice old man, I'm guessing in New York. Probably. Uh, And uh, we we also see that he's in therapy. Uh you know state mandated therapy but therapy and and they're trying to get him to move on from the winter soldier identity and make amends with everyone that he hurt with that identity um so of course he has this book of people he's making amends with and and anyone who's ever been in a 12-step program of any kind this is very familiar is it's one of the, I believe one of the first steps is making amends with anyone you hurt through your addiction through your pat whatever it might be um so this is all what I'm trying to say is this is all legit these are all actual therapeutic things that go on in psychologists office and and help groups and things like that and Bucky is trying to get better he's trying to be a better person which is one of my favorite things about this show, is Sam and Bucky helping each other being better people. Not just better superheroes, but better people. Yep. Um, and so, so you know, Bucky's like, what's your problem, man? Like, he gave you that for a reason. He gave it to you. He picked you. Like, he picked... Bucky is obviously upset. I think the main reason he's upset is because... Um, well, I mean, he's already stated it before that he, Sam, he picked Sam to be the next Captain America. Yes. So does that mean that he was wrong about Bucky? Because Bucky lost his best friend, lost the only person, the only like link to his home, the only link to his time, his past. And he's by himself. He's literally a man lost in time. And yeah. he doesn't know. He doesn't know what to feel. He was frozen. He just got his identity back. Then he got. Then he got framed for a murder that he never committed. Then he was in Wakanda for a couple years, learning to deal with his trauma. Now he's back. Then he got blipped. Now he's back. It's. He is in an emotional state that a lot of people don't understand. That all Bucky wants, all Bucky needs in this show is a hug. That's all Bucky needs. 
that, just give Bucky, Bucky, Bucky just wants a hug and some kind of semblance of peace and normalcy um, and as he says later in the show he's literally been going from fight to fight to fight and the only peace he ever had was Wakanda and then suddenly boom time to fight Thanos <laughs> um yeah. Um, by the way, listeners, we're we've moved on kind of without saying it to the second episode, Star Spangled Man, uh, where the Admiral's absolutely right. We start getting these moments where uh, 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 Bucky is basically going, "What the hell?" Yeah. Uh, we also uh, see, we also meet for the first time. Uh, we see the face of Carly Morgenthau, played amazingly by Aaron Kellyman who Star Wars fans might recognize as Enfys Nest from Solo. The villain from Solo. A villain in big heavy quotes. Yes. Villain. Um, and uh, also we get to meet Isaiah Bradley, who is a person that apparently um, uh, Bucky knew about. Yes. So. Yes, in this episode. Yes, in this episode. I'm, 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 I'm looking. I have the episode you're, you're up. You're probably right. Okay, okay. Episode 2, The Star Spangled Man, Isaiah Bradley. They go to Baltimore. You're right. My bad. Power Broker is episode 3. You're right. And then they get, and then they get, hey, it's Black Falcon. Oh, are you Black Kid? No? Well, then it's just <laughs> Falcon. Um, Dr. Amon Kringle loves that line. Um... So basically, Isaiah Bradley breaks down and you know tells him about how he, how he fought the Winter Soldier, how he fought Bucky, and he had the Super Soldier put in him from the quote unquote experiments, which is real life historian about people who African Americans who got you know inoculated with diseases, and the government saying they're helping them, but they're not. Literally, it's history on screen, but yeah, that's. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about the people who would fight for this country and put their lives on the line, but yet when they come home, people look at them differently and weird. Like, and hate them for the scum that people think they are. They are not. They are people that are willing to fight for their country. They should have the right to do whatever they want. I couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely. Uh, I, I am always trying to balance in my mind my hatred for the corporate war machine versus my admiration for the people who are sucked in to be a part of it and have to do unspeakable things and come back and are hated for it for, for doing things that are no fault of their own exactly. um so yeah uh um and so then uh isaiah bradley he breaks down and you he he's he is hurt. He's because damaged. He, he is, is emotionally damaged in a permanent um, way. Yeah. And he uh, he fought the Winter Soldier in the Korean War. Um, you know, and he's like, Hey, I'm not gonna give you I'm not gonna give you any other super sol- super soldier information because I don't wanna be imprisoned, uh, like I was imprisoned for from from the US government and Hydra, your people and he points at Bucky like, You're fucking people. Like, like he, like, and Bucky's like, yeah. Hydra's involved. And I like that Sam's like, how do you know that? I go, he said my people, I used to work for Hydra. He doesn't yeah. know who I, who else I worked for. So he thinks it's me. Yeah. Uh, 
and you know, and then apparently Bucky is arrested, which we get this uh, very strange but very um, at-home sequence about um, cops stopping uh, people in a African-American neighborhood. But yep. they arrest the white man instead. Um, they arrest Bucky because he skipped a therapy appointment. Um, yeah, he, he literally skipped a court-mandated therapy session, which, yeah, that shit will get you in trouble. When, when yeah. you're on probation for something and you miss even one of the tiniest aspects of your probation conditions, you're, you're, nope, you missed your chance. Um, so then, uh, and debt collection, and, and if you want to read more into this, there are several John Oliver bits about why debt collection and probation are all fucked up and skewed in a way that make, make it much more difficult for lower income Americans to meet the requirements it's just it's way too many hoops for any reasonable person to jump through yes um and so then um walker uh goes to bucky's therapist and is like hey do whatever you gotta do doc uh he's coming with me afterwards you know he's under my jurisdiction now just being a fucking dick because he's thinks he's all gung-ho because he's captain america you you Okay, all right. We're gonna we're gonna get into a point for a second for a little bit. I'm Go aware that Captain America had a gun in World War Two. That's a different time. That was World War Two. It was literally shooting Nazis. I think we can excuse that. Uh, Captain America did not have a gun in any other of the movies, but it really irks my nerves that John Walker's Captain America has a gun in the holster right on his hip. It's just very disconcerting. Because that, that's his style. That's his, what he doesn't have the, I'm not trying to defend it rather than trying to. I understand what it, you're trying to say. But... It just, it aggravates me. But oh, I agree. we need, we need to get going. We need to get going. So I, I agree. So... And it's one of several reasons why I hate this character. I love Wyatt Russell for how he played it. I hate this character. <laughs> um, I also enjoy, um, the conversation that they got to get real close to uh, Bucky and Sam have to get real close together and they get like literally like I think a foot away from each other because their knees therapy. are touching their knees are touching and they stare into each other's eyes and they discuss uh, Bucky's like look he what I said earlier about him being a person lost in time that's what he tells Sam and Sam's like you can be you because you are you. And, you know, he tries to cheer him up. But Sam's like, no, because if Steve was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. Um, yeah. It's nice. It's beautiful. It's very well acted, but it's also beautifully well written. Yes. Um, and then we don't see the therapist anymore, I think, until the last episode. And they yeah. decide to go after Zemo. Yes. Uh... And and then we get to the third episode. Uh, Zemo offers to stop the Flag Smashers if Bucky gets him out. Ooh. Um, yeah, at and which then we point get... he basically just gets himself out. Well, <laughs> uh, kind of. It's kind. It's. Uh, are you familiar with the term a heist in progress? Kind the, of the writing tool. The writing tool. Kind of, so basically, well, refresh my memory for the listeners. So basically, the way that the way that uh, Zemo breaks out, 
uh, Bucky tells it to Sam as it's happening, but it's yeah. already happened. And yeah. it's very elaborate. You could say that, that Zemo got himself out. I think Bucky had a very, very large hand in getting him out. Just, just, just personally. I like I how think. they, I do like how they kind of leave that up for interpretation because you could look at it multiple ways. You could absolutely look at it as Bucky helped him out, or you could see it as Zemo is just so fucking clever and resourceful himself. Even with most of his resources stripped away, he always finds a way to outthink everybody. He is genius level intellect. And he, it, it's entirely possible, I think, that he got himself out just like, oh, you want me out? All right, I'll get myself out. Um, either way, he gets out. And yeah. I think the show gets, the already great show gets even better with the addition of Zemo to the group. Um, because, because he kind of we get to Madripoor. We get to Madripoor. And the other fun thing I like is that he kind of steps in as the group's therapist for a little while as Sam and Bucky's uh, marriage counselor for a minute because he's helping them out through yeah. their emotional issues in, in similar ways that the actual therapist was. Yeah. Uh, and then we also get uh, we get to see uh, Shelby who uh, 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 he is a doctor or a th- uh, doctor that he you know helps uh, create the super, super soldier serum for the power broker. So Bucky, Zemo, and Sam have to go and talk to him. But Zemo's a fucking dick and just shoots him right point blank in the face. Um, yep. I mean, for obvious reasons, because he did create the, the super soldier serum. And, you know, he is, a, he is a horrible person for doing what he did and spying on the government and all that. Was spying within the government and technically worked for Hydra. But... Whatever. I have an exercise for the listeners real quick. I want y'all to try to mm-hmm. say Super Soldier Serum five times fast. You ready? Super Soldier Serum, Super Soldier Serum, Super Soldier No, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, wow. I want That's the listeners fail, to email man. or tweet at us uh, your attempt at saying Super Soldier Serum five times fast. Go. Anyway, moving on now. Um, and so then... Uh, we get to see uh, the great, the absolutely great, one of my favorite, I think my favorite theme from the MCU, we get to see the Winter Soldier theme back. Yes. Oh, uh, absolutely. The, like, the, the scream, the scream, because yeah. it's his scream when he falls into um, the ice in Captain America uh, that came out in 2011, Captain America the first yes. Avenger. Which, by the way, Patron, I was watching that the other day, and Patron was like, she's like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, I'm watching this. And she's like, oh. I was like, oh, he's doing a thing. And he picked it up, and he, um, you know, he did, he, he, he held the, he held the, the, the shield, and got knocked out. And when he fell, I was like, that's the scream that they use for his theme. And she's like, mm-hmm. She's like, how do you know that? I was like, because that's one of my favorite themes in the MCU. So I learned about it and learned how they made it. Literally his screen. And that's what I love the most about it is we get the reintroduction of his screen. Because when he is in Madripoor, he is the Winter Soldier. And it's so scary 
how easy he can go it back. It is hundred percent. Yeah, it's so fucking scary. Uh, so then the uh, so then they kill uh the doctor who designed the new super soldier serum. Well, not they. Uh, Zemo kills him. Uh, and then Sharon, we get Sharon Carter back, and she's kicking fucking ass. Like, yes. Um, and all she, I think all she misses, all she really misses is Steve. I think that's who she really misses. Uh, because I think that she really cared for him, and she's been on the run for him since she gave, um, the suit back to him. Since, uh, Civil War, yeah. Yeah. And I think she, re- I think she really did love him, even though they didn't share that much screen time. I think so too. I think that's pretty reasonable to assume, considering in Civil War right. they they made out for. A so while. so they, yeah. And so then, uh, you know, they they head back from Ajapur, uh back to Latvia, uh, and they're confronted by Aeol, who is. One of the, is she the? Is she, she's not the leader, but she is one of the members of the Dora Milaje, the uh, Wakandans. Yes. yes. Um. Yeah, we we get that little that little bit of hey, Wakanda's uh, kind of mad that you let um, Zemo out of his cage. You know, the guy who killed our king, <laughs> King T'Chaka. Uh, we're we're kind of mad you let him out of prison. Why the hell did you let him out of prison? And Bucky's like, give me like eight hours. We're we're using him for information to get these power these uh these flag smashers. Give us a minute. And they're like, all right, you got a minute. We'll give you eight hours. That's it. Bye. Yeah. Um, and uh, Zemo helps find uh Carly. Uh, because what does he do? Um, he's a very, by the way, I love that he was reading Machiavelli, uh, which is yes. great because he is a very Machiavellian villain. Um, oh, 100%. And, uh, I also just, I love that he has Turkish delight. And if anybody who's had Turkish delight, it's, it's good from what I hear. I have not had it. It, uh, it does contain gelatin. Interesting. Okay. Um, but he gives it to the kids. And I like how he... He's a very Machiavellian villain because Sam and Bucky, what do they go? They go to the adults and adults are like, I'm not telling you. But Zemo goes and hells candy to the kids and the kids are like, Oh, you want to know what's going on? It's over here at this point. We got you. It's creepy as fuck, but it's a good way to understand Zemo thinks of the Zemo always thinks of an approach to a certain situation that no one else thinks of and his approach is less direct and more simple uh because it Mm -hmm. makes absolute sense like the best way to get into the family uh to to get to where they want to go to find this funeral that they're trying to track down because that's how they're trying to track down uh Carly is they know that she just lost basically a family member and they're trying to find where this funeral's at and you know how do you get to the family oh the kids and so zemo is just a brilliantly written character 
all around. I I love this character. Yes, he's despicable as hell, uh, but I love this character. Um. So then, um, they find out where the funeral is, and uh, we get uh we get the funeral, but Sam goes because Walker's there, and Walker's like, hey. Um, we need to go ahead and I need to, I need to go talk to Carly. Sam's like, look, I'll talk to her. Look, let me talk to her. You got five minutes and then you come on in. So Walker's a little fidgety at this point. Um, yep. Uh, so then, uh, he goes in and he talks to Carly and you know, she's like, she's like, okay, like, that's fine. Like, I understand you. I understand where you come from, blah, blah, this. And then uh, somebody, and then Walker goes a little nuts and starts, um, starts running after uh, people. Uh, by the way, we haven't mentioned Lamar, who is uh, AKA Battlestar. Um, Battlestar, yeah, his his combat buddy and best friend yeah. uh, that they've been through hell and back together more than once. Uh, more than once, and at this point, uh, I I believe. Uh, Zemo has already been to the grave where they had uh, a lot of the super soldier serum kind of stashed mm-hmm. and he smashed most of it except one which point, of course yep that uh then Walker, Walker takes comes it up. and puts it in a pocket um and then uh they track uh the flag smashers to another group to another area and Sam and Bucky are like literally fighting for their lives, and um, then Lamar, uh, Carly fucking knocks the shit out of Lamar, knocks him up against a um, a pillar, and breaks his yep. breaks his back literally, dies breaks his yeah instantaneously. Yeah, whether it's a it's a neck or a spine or a or like severe concussion thing, like yeah, he's he's out done. One That's... of his, one or more of his vertebrae is about to snapped. It, it's a fucked up way to go, but at the very least, it's probably instantaneous. Yeah. Um. So then Walker sees that and goes insane. Um. We don't see him take the serum at that point, but he does take the serum. It it is heavily implied he has taken the serum, and we even get a little bit of a scene with him talking to. Lamar and going, would you? I was like, hell yeah. Um, and I like that uh, they find out when he bends the pipe, and I like how the flag turns like, oh shit, like it's like, oh shit, damn, he took it. Um, so uh, Walker's now enhanced, um, so he starts to take, uh, he starts to take his anger out on one of the flag smashers, on a. Now this was filmed in Prague, and the, that is a real statue. But the area surrounding the statue was built on, so they didn't literally, pre- quote unquote, pretend to kill someone on screen on the statue. They built around, they built yeah. around the statue, so they didn't. Um, and the person that he kills was a very huge Captain America fan. Super huge Captain America fan because I believe his grandfather fought in World War II with the Nazis. 
not with the Nazis, against the Nazis and killed Nazis and blah, blah, blah. And he was like... We're talking about the, the actor whose character gets killed by... Correct. Walker? Correct. Okay. I didn't know that. That's cool. No, 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 no. Like, his character in the show, he discussed it when him and Carly were at the... Were at the uh, tombstone getting oh, the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's... It's ironic, poetic justice that him loving Captain America so much, he dies by the shield... That he loved yeah. so much. Uh, Being carried by a phony Captain America who clearly doesn't get the responsibility of correct. being Captain America. Correct. Um, and then he basically gets beat to a pulp. I don't know if he is decapitated, but he is bludgeoned. There is blood on the shield, um, which I don't recall there ever being blood on the shield. Um I'm I'm assuming if this was a, a more R-rated movie, if they were allowed to be graphic, he would have been smashing his head like Gallagher smashing a watermelon. Yes, but I'm also glad that the last shot we see is him seeing the shield, and then we never see his face again. It's more concise with... It is powerful yeah. imagery. It's exactly. For sure. Yeah. It is absolutely powerful imagery of the the symbol of americana being used to literally snuff out anyone who would speak against it it's a yep. very capitalistic propaganda ish kind of image and it's and then we haunting and terrifying and then all people are recording it because of course it's 2021 uh, so they're all recording this, and that's the end of that episode. So the next episode we have is Truth, um, which is a really good is a really good episode as well. Um, this is where things slow down a little bit, and we get a lot more kind of character therapy between Sam and Bucky. Yes, uh, and then uh, we get this great fight sequence beforehand uh, of. Um, Walker, Falcon, and Bucky, like, um, you know, kicking ass. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I like it, but I also don't like it when he literally rips Sam's wings off. Um, yeah. Um, and he... Again, lots of powerful imagery. Yes. Uh, and I like that they literally had to break his arm for him to give him that shield. They literally had to break that man. Literally break him. For him to take that yeah. shit. Because uh, Patron was yeah. like, what are they going to do? I was like, they're going to break his arm. And she's like, what? I was like, and they broke it. I was like, "He, they broke his arm. <laughs> they broke his arm. Um, and then also enjoy when, you know, when he goes back. Because he goes back home to America and he, you know, He's questioned about what happened, and he's like, I'm Captain America. I did what you wanted me to do, what you people wanted me to do. And he goes, and I like how the senator's like, well, you're not Captain America anymore. Uh, so you need to hand the shield back in when possible. And also, you're going to be dishonorably discharged, and you will not get any type of uh, sus not sustenance, but any type of residual things that come with it, you will not get, you will not get medical, you will not, they literally, like, like, disrobed this man in front of the people there. 
And right, which you gotta think literally only happened because he did it in such a public way. Yes. That was impossible to escape any kind of accountability. Yeah. That's why um, he what that's why he got that's why he got such the harsh punishment that he got. But he got off really light to be he could have been in fucking jail like Isaiah Bradley was. Should have been in jail. He could have been locked up like Isaiah Bradley was. He absolutely should have been in jail. He should have been thrown into the damn raft. I'm sorry. At least that's 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 a point that I don't want to I don't want to touch on too many. But that's fine. Um, so I'm um, sorry. He was, you know, and also I like how Patron's like, but he's got a broken arm. What's gonna happen to his arm if he doesn't have health care? I was like, he's got the super soldier's arm. It's gonna heal in like a day. And it does heal in a day, like a, I think of maybe a week, because he goes to Lamar's parents and he tells them he tells Lamar's parents what happened, and Lamar's parents are like, "Well, he we know that he was doing right when he was fighting with you, so what does that do? That gives him a go. Okay, I am Captain America. So he goes and makes his own shield in his home, out of sheet metal. Yes, just flimsy ass sheet metal. Because yeah, that's totally." what the shield is supposed to be which by the way i also i don't know if anybody else saw this on reddit but i laughed so hard because when i was perusing reddit somebody put the somebody put the home depot theme cut to that scene oh, <laughs> and i was like that's how doers get it done and i was like what the fuck i was like oh my god <laughs> whoever did that is fucking hilarious I laugh because it's literally just the Home Depot theme. So now whenever I hear the Home Depot theme, I think of that scene. <laughs> That's how doers get it done. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> and while Walker's story is going on, um, uh, they go... Um, uh, oh, and then... Sam and Bucky. Yeah, no, I was going to say also we get to meet uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' is character... Valentine yes. Allegra de Fanta, who is not the best known character in the comics, but me and Dr. Alma Kringle think that she's working for Thunderbolt Ross, possibly setting up the Thunderbolts, led by Zemo at one point. Don't know. Maybe? I, I, I was also talking to Dr. Alma Kringle at one point, and he uh, it called very early on in the series that walker was eventually going to become a u.s agent and he's thinking they're going to start the avengers east or is it avengers west the avengers, avengers west i don't know it's the west coast avengers west coast avengers and uh because it already makes sense they already have white vision um he's somewhere that being said i i am I don't like how quickly this character was redeemed. I don't like how quickly they just forgot about him being Murdering. absolutely brutal and abusing his power. And I I'm sorry, but especially in our political climate right now, with everyone being so, in my opinion, reasonably upset, rightfully upset, at how many police officers... And American officials literally get away with murder, and the one that didn't get away only didn't get away because they were recorded in super high def. Like, 
from multiple angles from multiple angles and this guy was recorded from multiple angles smashing a dude's skull in with captain america's shield you know abusing the mantle abusing the power abusing the name captain america and everything that comes with it and am i crazy for being a little bit upset at how quickly this character how quickly all that was just swept under the rug oh and he was and they were like oh you can get a new mantle now you're you're fine i was i was very upset very upset um um but but also in this episode we do get a fair amount of bucky and sam kind of having that those heart to heart those hard conversations that tough love that we really needed from them mm -hmm. uh back when they started their couples counseling heavy quotes uh anyone who's been through any kind of counseling knows that the best kind of counseling is communication is tough love and listening to each other is is telling is being comfortable enough to tell the other person the truth and also the other person being comfortable enough to listen and to to hear past the tough words and know that it comes from love and yes. that's what these two characters are displaying 100% is like, dude, you got to get your head out of your ass. I fucking love you, but get your head out of your ass. Exactly. And I, uh, and yeah, I love it. And so then we get to see Sam practice to get ready, you know, training montage in the bayou. Yeah. But we get uncle Sam, which I, really, I love. It. I like that. They call him uncle Sam. Um, yeah. And then when, uh, Bucky drops off, Zemo, uh, he asked the Dormelage for a gift, and we get to see a suitcase that's delivered to Sam, and Sam opens it, bam, episode ends. People are like, oh my god, what is it? Oh my god, what is it? Oh, oh, oh. Um, I just thought of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Good, we thought of the same thing. Like, we, we're also hoping it would like go glow gold on the inside, right? <laughs> we, Vincent, we good? We're good. We're good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I that was a suspenseful moment for me as well. I was very upset when the episode ended and we didn't get to see what it was. But I also knew what that meant for the next episode. Yeah, uh, And then we get uh, one, uh, one World, One People, uh, which is a interesting... The finale. Finale. Um, it's a very quick finale. Um, I'm, not saying I, I'm not saying I disliked it. I'm just saying I would have liked it a little bit more drawn out. That's just me. Um, you're, you're, you're touching on one of my few complaints about the show and um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it now instead of waiting till the end of this episode because you're absolutely right like right in between 5 and 6 is where they really could have used just another episode or two just have a oh, no, little see, more I was fine with, out like, I, was, I was fine with it being the way it was I was fine with it being 6 episodes because I like short miniseries but I just, I wanted more character growth, and it could have been done in, like, the first ten minutes of this episode, instead of it being the entire hour of it being action, which I'm not saying that I didn't, I'm not. Yeah, that being said, it's a fucking fun oh, yeah. episode. Oh, yeah, no, it is. Uh, so, New York, New York City's the backdrop. Um, backdrop the Leaper is back, kicking ass. Uh, he was hired by... Uh, uh, Agent Carter. I'm sorry, Sharon Carter, who yes. 
we found out this episode is the power broker, even though the power broker pronouns was used as he. Um, I was under anonymity. I was under the anonymity. Yeah, I was under the assumption that it was a man, not because I'm a man and I only think men can run things. No, it's because. Well, to be fair, you weren't the only one under the assumption. Everyone in the show is under the assumption because she planned it that way and, to keep but, her anonymity. Right, but she also used the pronouns he, so that's why I assumed that it was a he. Don't, but that's, whatever. That's besides the point. You're, you're, you're off the hook on this one, Admiral, I promise. This wasn't you. This was the show's very deliberate writing. Right. And, yeah. Uh, you're off the hook. So, Chill. So, Breathe. so, so I like that Badrock's like, you're the power broker? And I like how she shoots him point blank range in the head. Or, I mean, in the torso? Yep. Is it, did she kill Badrock the Leaper? Because we never see a body. So he's possibly still alive? Possibly, because we never see a body. Uh, I I don't know. We'll see. He, he could very well come back later. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so then we get this nice fight sequence um, with Sam's outfit, uh, which looks on point, or as the oh children say, God. fleek. Right? Is that what the kids say? Did they say fleek? I'm not gonna repeat that. Uh, on fleek. Oh, uh, but I. I absolutely love uh, the new Captain America outfit. I love that he so confidently just decides, yeah, fuck it, I'm Captain America now. I'm going to own this. I know I'm going to get hate for it, but I also know it's the right damn thing to do. So I'm going to suit up as Captain America. I love that he found a way to integrate his style with Cap's shield-slinging style. What are you talking about? The Wakandans gave him that outfit... To incorporate and to beautifully mask the color scheme of both his and Captain America. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love the new outfit. I love his new style. It's great. And he immediately comes in and kicks Batroc's ass, flies out of there. I love the I love that sequence he g- where he's talking to the lady in the helicopter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Red Wing, find someone who has uh, flying experience. Boom. All right, hey, I'm going to need you to take the wheel in three, two, one, boom. <laughs> oh, I laughed really hard when he goes au revoir <laughs> to that truck. I was yeah. like, oh. I was like, this. I was like, Falcon being a fucking. He's pissing back truck off even more. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's just trolling. And I love, I love. That he goes when when uh, the flag smasher who apparently got away because they never found his body, um, fell into the Hudson. I I like that. I like that Sam was like, "Oh, this boy just earned his ass whooping." Like, damn. Um, I thought. Are we not going to talk about how brutal it is when Sharon Carter uh, puts <clears throat> a a little a little what looks like a bomb, a little detonator thing on someone's back and he gets in the car and we see his car pulling up and it's just a cloud of acid vapor and she's like oh yeah mercury vapor anyone who knows the high toxicity levels of mercury liquid or vapor or otherwise that is fucking brutal i don't know what this guy did to be suffocated from the inside out by mercury 
but goddamn, he was working I'm with the flag right smashers. Now, that is, I mean, I mean, yeah, fair. He was a, an international terrorist, but as we'll get into uh, toward the end of this episode, Sam does his best to break down those labels. And, and that's why I didn't. That's why episode. I didn't use that. That's why I didn't use the terrorist word. I just said he worked with the flag smashers, because Sam makes a very good point, like you said, about things like that. And that's why I did not specifically say I said he was working with the flag smashers only. Now I want our listeners to keep in mind, we are two mostly straight white men who have come from not high privilege but i mean i don't think either of us have had to struggle too much except for now being essential workers and just the day-to-day and everything but we we've please keep in mind that we both acknowledge that we speak from a place of privilege but also acknowledging that the existence of that privilege is fucked up yep and I I absolutely love the scene here where Sam, Captain Fucking America, is talking directly to the congressman, to the uh, to the world officials, to the world, and saying, "Y'all have a job to do. We all have a job to do to make this world better." You you you're right. I don't understand, but that's a good thing uh, because you didn't understand the struggle of so many Americans and now you do because you had to struggle in that way. And that struggling gives you perspective and wow. Just, yeah, I I love, I love this last scene so much where he's just laying into him because that, that's how he, I love that. That's how he decides to be Captain America is not through violence, but through talking. It's, it's, very reminiscent to me of Steven Universe and how his solution to every problem is empathy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just love it when a character who has the means to solve problems through violence chooses not to. Yes. Chooses to go with the diplomatic route. Yes. Uh, and then we also get um, we also get uh, Isaiah Bradley getting a statue of his of him and the history god what a beautiful moment the history of uh what him and the people that was in his group went through um about that and it was nice to see it was it was it was very tear-jerking moment i i've heard a lot of people say that they cried at wandavision this part almost had me yeah like this part almost had absolutely beautiful moment it was, I, I loved it. It was it was nice to see the joy on his fucking face that his story was written down so they would never forget him. And and it's a moment based in reality mm-hmm. because we know that there are so many people who have fought and died for this country that never got the recognition that they deserved. Yes. And even seeing a fictitious version of that is inspiring as hell. And I hope it's inspiring to people, uh, people in power, to give recognition where it deserves to people who might not have gotten it yet. Yeah. What about uh, what about the music? What did you think of the music in the show? So give me a second, and I will find who composed the music um, for the show. But you're absolutely right; they did use Alan Silvestri's 
uh, original theme for Bucky from the first one. Um, music by Henry Jackman. Holy shit, Henry Jackman's been fucking killing it recently. Um, because I believe Henry Jackman also wrote the intro that we hear to every episode and the intro that we heard to every episode of WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, he's been on so many of these movies. He's also done uh, the uh, the post-Brett Ratner uh, X-Men movies. Or the post-Brian Singer. Wait. He, yeah, he, post-Brett Ratner. So, like, first class and on. He he also did, did Winter Soldier and Kingsman and Civil War. Winter Soldier. Yeah, Uncharted 4. Oh, you're absolutely right. He is the... Uh, Oh, I love the Uncharted theme. I don't know if y'all y'all have listened to it, but I mean, I'm biased because I'm a horn player. But like, go on YouTube right now and just listen to the Uncharted theme. No, 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 no. Specifically, Uncharted Four. Specifically, Uncharted Four. Yeah, uh, and then also um, Kickass, Kickass Two, and Big Hero Six. Absolutely. Oh, I fucking love the music in Big Hero Six. I was upset the year that Big Hero Six came out that it won and fucking how to train your dragon didn't and that the lego movie wasn't even nominated but that's that's okay that's a whole thing i'm glad that we can what about past that what, what like, about wreck it ralph Hero six is still a really good movie wreck it ralph also look i am 100 percent not denying henry jackman is a phenomenal modern composer and he's killing it he killed it with this show i can't wait to hear more of his music yes um Alright guys, so that is our show. Uh, thank you, Marty the Arrogant Zerber, for allowing us to be on your website, lowerandpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And, and also, guys, you can follow us on Twitter at cinemagems underscore pod and the Instagram, cinemagemspod. And also, you can email us at cinemagems15 at gmail. What did you like? What did you not like? What did you think about uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, because once the title sequence goes on, you get to see Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yep. Um, so he is Captain America. Um, uh, some people are like, oh, I love how the reporters are like, should we call him Captain Falcon? Blue? It's Captain America. Captain America. It's Captain America. Uh, real quick before we go, do you want to give the show an official Cinema Gems rating? Full gem and amazing gem. Full gem? I, I agree. 100% full gem. Um, I don't know why I even asked it. It's just to get it out there. Um, and look, listeners, Cinemaniacs, lovely people who listen to our show and support us. First off, thank you. We love all of you. You're amazing. Uh, I hope that every day you are being kind to yourself so that you can be kind to others. Uh, tell us what you thought of Captain uh, Falcon of the Winter Soldier slash Captain America in the Winter Soldier. Um, what did we miss? What what talking points did we neglect to talk about? Let us know all the places that that the Admiral just talked about, uh, including Cinemagems underscore pod uh, on Twitter and Cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Again, like the Admiral just said, just reiterating it. Um, we love all y'all. Thank you so much for your continued support. Keep being kind to yourself and keep being kind to others. I'm saluting the computer. <laughs> same um, alright guys that has been our show we'll see you next week bye guys also black lives always matter see you later always. W wipe your hooves bye peace y'all <laughs>